Entrepreneur on Fire 703. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. It's National Make-A-Will Month. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help, but they're not a law firm. Protect your family and future today. Visit LegalZoom.com, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, David Long. Dave, are you prepared to ignite Indeed. Yes, I am. I was playing the thing from Rocky before your call. Oh, right. Founder of MyEmployees.com and author of the soon-to-be-released book, Built to Lead, Dave has become a top 10 manager in three separate and unrelated industries, so he knows this subject well. Dave, I've shared a little bit about your biz, but give us some personal insights, and then we'll dive in. Yeah, I started the company 25 years ago after uh, losing my job, uh, and I ended up having to move back home with my wife and three kids into my parents' house after three and a half years and seven jobs. So I started the company, like I said, in my parents' garage, and today we do $8 million a year, and we have 12,000 active clients in the U.S. and Canada. Listen, every journey that starts in the parents' basement or the garage or something like that <laughs> seems to really end with a happy ending, at least the ones that are on Entrepreneur on Fire. But uh, right. before we get into that, Dave, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So Dave, take it away. I personally have two. And mine is that I actually got the title from a book is Build Yourself, Build Your Team, and Together You'll Be Built to Lead. But my one that's not from my book is Zig Ziglar's. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And I, I live by that. So let's really break that down, though. You live by that mantra. Like, How do you apply that to your life? I make sure that I have very happy, enthusiastic, motivated employees, and I have roughly 45 employees, and that is my job. My job today, I do not work in my company at all. I don't answer the phone. I don't do any of that. All I do is I am coach, mentor, and cheerleader without the skirt. (laughs) love that Dave and you're just that person that's able to focus on his employees on the health happiness and wellness of your company as a whole and Fire Nation that's the place that we're all striving to get to if we are taking that route of building a company with employees so Dave has got there and of course he's going to share all about that today and of course in his book that's coming up Built to Lead But Dave, it wasn't always this way. You weren't always able to just focus on the happiness of your employees and not have to answer any phone calls or any emails or customer service complaints. We all come from somewhere. We all have a story of origin. And what I want you to do, Dave, is to tell us a story of a time that you failed, that you fell flat on your face. And Dave, take us to that moment in time. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned. 
I mentioned it slightly is the fact that I lost my job and went through seven jobs in three and a half years, hated everything I did, John. And if honestly, if I hadn't had a wife and kids, I probably would have killed myself. I was that miserable. And I hate it. I hate to say it, but it is true. And I thought about it for a brief second. And that's just ridiculous. I couldn't do that to my wife and kids. So it just got really bad. We sold our house two weeks before I stood in foreclosure. And uh, my father in 1988 contacted me and said, son, because I had been quite successful before this. And he said, son, I know you're really struggling. Your mother and I would like to offer you the chance to move back home, which a lot of parents wouldn't do, John. You know that. Right. But uh, I said, I, and I was so sarcastic when I said it. Here's how I said it, John. Yeah, right, dad. And, uh, and he, okay, son, you know. And a year went by. We looked at it later and we figured out it was just about right at a year. And he calls me and he says, son, are you any better off this year than you were last year? And I said, no, dad, I'm worse. And he said, well, son, this, the offer still stands. And I said, okay, dad, I'm coming home. Because I didn't even have rent money for that month that was coming up. So I didn't have a lot of options. My wife and I had a yard sale, sold everything we could to get a rental, to get a rider a truck rental. And we moved back home to Carolina Beach, North Carolina. Dave, that's a tough story, you know, for a grown man with a wife and a family to have to just look in the mirror and say, you know what, it's time for me to go home. I need that you know, rent money back in my life. You know, I need that ability to, to start over again and, you know, to have a supportive family like that. You're right. Not every father would say that. In fact, I know my father loves me, but I don't know if he would ever actually make that offer to me. I, I'm not going to say he wouldn't, but I'm not sure he would. So I definitely commend your right. father for just being that source of, you know, inspiration, that source of, you know, just reliance that you could, you could rely on, you know, and that's so powerful in so many ways. And, you know, I'm taking a lot of things out of this, Dave. I'm taking just the, the fact that, you know what? Sometimes, Fire Nation, you just need to press the reset button. Sometimes you need to look in the mirror and just say, you know what? This is so powerful that I want to just start this over, clean the slate, and then drive forward with that. So, I mean, Dave, that was what I really got out of your story. And that's, you know, what I really wanted to share with Fire Nation. But what is the one thing that you want us to really get from that period in your life? What's that one thing that we can implement from your failure story? Never quit. Never, ever quit. I, persistence is the key, regardless of what you do. So many people, what do they say is you're, you get really close to your goal and you quit just, what is it, three feet short of it? And, uh, you know, everybody has those times in their life. It's not an exclusive to one or two people. We all have moments that we wish we could back and, and make some changes. And, you know, we just, if you keep persisting, eventually you will win. I love that. And that story that kind of pops into my mind when you say that is, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer or I'm a big reader of American history. And, you know, in the gold rush back in San Francisco, we had that guy that went out there and he was three feet from the biggest gold strike in the entire San Francisco gold rush. And he stopped and he went home and the guy that had owned the claim before him retook over the claim and hit that strike. But guess what? When that guy got wind that that gold strike happened, he just committed to himself that he would never give up again. And he ended up being so much more wealthy and so much more successful than he ever would have been if he had struck that gold back then. And who knows what he would have done with that. But he just used that learning to apply and to move forward in a new life back in the East Coast. And that was just an inspiring story. And of course, Winston Churchill, Dave, says it best. Never, ever, 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 ever quits. He really throws in a lot of those evers because he wants <laughs> to make the point and he wants to drive it home. But Dave, you share with us, you know, that really struggling moment that, that, you know, what, 
you know, it's tough to call it a failure because you just realize the necessity of, of moving home and being around a supportive family. And again, you know, maybe lengthening out your financial runway a little bit by not having to come up with rent every single month, et cetera. But now let's kind of shift this and go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about another story in your life. This story being an aha moment, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. So Dave, tell us that story. Take us to that moment in time and share with us the steps you took after having that light bulb go off to turn it into success. It goes along with the same part of the story where I moved back home with mom and dad. When I moved back in with them, uh, of course, dad said, you know, get a real job, start looking for it. So I interviewed for several companies, but it really wasn't anything promising. But I actually started interviewing with a jewelry company, which I had been in jewelry years before. And they put me through five different interviews over a period of two and roughly three weeks. So they drug me out. They said, "This keep in mind, this is 25 years ago, John, but they, they were going to pay me 24000 which they're, they're notorious for not paying a lot. But they were going to uh, let me li- start my uh, company uh, job with them there in Wilmington, North Carolina. And then what happened is over a period of time, they had so many people apply for that single job or two jobs, I think it was, that they ended up dropping the base pay to 17000 which was great. you got to be kidding me. So when they told me that, I was like, I can't live on that. And they asked me to move to Colonial Heights, Virginia, or Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm going, are you serious? You know, no way. I, I could barely pay my bills just with living at mom and dad's house and that amount of money. So I just said, no, I'm not interested in doing that. And I need to go back in history a little bit because when I was actually – one of the retail jobs that I had in my lifetime was with Circuit City, and I was working there, and I had engraving equipment because I used to engrave jewelry and stuff like that and name badges and that type of thing. I had that with me, and when I was working in Circuit City at near the end of the year, they were about – they had plaques on the wall, and I said, how much do you pay for those? And they told me, and I said, wow. I said, would it be okay if I make some samples for you? One of the managers said, yeah, you, you know, kind of sarcastically, yeah, I guess, you know. So I made them and I brought them <laughs> in and he said, wow, those are really nice compared to what we go. And he said, you're going to give us those for the same price? I said, I'm going to do better than that. I'm going to give it to you about 30% less. And he said, let's do it. So that was toward the end of my collapse. And I actually sold them and then two other circuit cities across town. But it wasn't enough to stop the bleeding, John. So I had to basically, that's when we moved back home. So I had those samples that I made for Circuit City in the trunk of my car. And as I was up in town and I had called and found out that the jewelry job was pretty much a wash. On the way home, I had, you want to call it an epiphany, uh, divine providence, whatever you want to call it. There was a, a real estate office, ERA Strand was the name of it. And I went over there, and I had on a polo shirt, shorts, and boat shoes, John. So I wasn't exactly dressed for a success. Will you agree? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I pulled over it, and I went. I took the samples for Circuit City out of the trunk, went up into the real estate office, and the secretary's name, that I'll never forget, her name was Ruby. And I said, I started her nameplate on her desk plate. And I said, Ruby, um, I need to speak to the person who'd be in charge of agent recognition. And she said, well, he's busy right now. Chuck is his name, and he's in a meeting. Can you sit down and wait? I said, sure. So I sat there, and it hit me. I didn't even know what I was going to charge for those plaques because I had done something to beat Circuit City's price, but I didn't know what I was going to charge. So my old retail days, I said to myself, all right, well, good price point. You got to have a good price point. So I said, okay, $199. Keep in mind, this is 25 years ago. $199.95 divided by 12 is $16.65. So I finally get in to see Chuck. I show him my plaques. He loves them. And he says, okay, we recognize two agents a month here. And I said, well, that's not a problem. 
And he said, uh, how much would you charge me for two programs? I said, 16.65 times two. I'll do two for 30. He said, $25 sounds awfully nice. And I said, 27.50 sold. And he laughed. He says, yeah, let's split the difference. So I said, okay, uh, Chuck, I said, I don't really, I'm just starting out. I said, you can call these circuit cities in Charlotte. They'll tell you I'm taking good care of them, even with me down here four hours away. I said, but would it be possible to get half the money up front? And he said, well, Dave, you got an awesome, you got, you got an honest face. He said, tell me how much it is. So I said, can I borrow your calculator? So he handed me his calculator. I figured out what it was going to be and with tax and everything. And I said, it's $346.50. He sits there and writes out a check for $346.50, hands it to me. And I said, well, that's all of it. He said, not worried about it. He said, take it and, you know, I'll see you next week. So I said, okay. So I, I went out to my car and I, as I got to the car, I said, thank you, God, and what a country. So I went home. I told my wife, my mother, my father, and they all were going like, he gave you the money up front? I said, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I put on my dignified suit and went out the next day, literally two blocks up the road from that real estate office to a Century 21 real estate office who's with us still today, David Swire, Century 21 in Wilmington. And I walked out with another $346.50 check and I said, I can do this. And that was my aha moment. Wow. So there's so many things, Dave, that I'm taking out of that. You know, number one, is you took action. You, you know, had proof of concept, you know, at the first place, Best Buy, where they were like, yes, we will absolutely pay you for your product, for your service, for what you're going to provide. And then you took that knowledge, just that little bit of confidence that started bubbling within, and you took it to the next person and the next person and the next person going from success to success to success and just building out what is now turned into a over eight million in revenue business per year. I mean, that's just insane in a, such a great way. But Fire Nation, it starts with one. It starts with taking action. It started with that first $346.50 sale that, David, I'm sure that number is ingrained in your mind and will be for it life. It is. It will be indeed, because that was just an awesome moment for sure. So, David, I'm taking out of this take action, be confident in what the skill or the service or the product is that you're providing and get out there and just offer to somebody. And if they say no, that doesn't mean that it's not the right product or service that you're providing. It's just not right for them at that moment in time. And Dave, that's powerful knowledge for us as entrepreneurs to have. What is the one takeaway that you want Fire Nation to walk away with from that part of your journey? Once again, don't quit. Try new things. Always try new things. One of the things that I've gotten from one of my mentors, Jay Abraham, who's a, like one of the foremost marketing gurus in the world, um, and I actually won a competition, the only one he ever held, by the way, back in 1998, 99 in L.A., uh, but he, one thing I got from Jay is he always says, test, 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 so I do that all the time, every week. Mm. Love that. So, Dave, you've had some great reasons to be proud throughout your life. I mean, you've had a lot of really good moments. And, you know, maybe your proudest entrepreneurial moment was that first check that was handed to you. Maybe it wasn't. But what I'm asking you to do now is to share with Fire Nation your proudest entrepreneurial moment. About six months into the journey, if you will, of being an entrepreneur, I was down in Orlando, Florida. I had been traveling the southeast by that time, all the way down into Florida and over into Texas, Tennessee, and anywhere from North Carolina south, south of there. And I was in Orlando, Florida, and I was on Orange Blossom Trail, and I was, had been down there for four days, and I had not made a sale. I had never 
since I started the company or roughly six months earlier ever had a dry spell like that, John, and it was troubling. I'm not going to kid you. So that Friday morning at about 10 o'clock or so, I happened to pull into a Sam's Club, and I built the business on what I called the three R's, which is retail, real estate, and uh, restaurants. That's how I started the company. Of course, we do all kinds of things now, like you know FedEx and different companies like that. But uh, when I was there, I was getting bummed. I mean, really stressed out because I wasn't making any sales. I had no company giving me money, John. It was all on me. <laughs> I was, you know, Motel Six was living large, buddy. I mean, it was it was rough. <laughs> so I actually was in. I went into a Sam's Club. I was getting kind of dejected, but I went in there. I showed my plaques, my program to that. Uh, Sam's Club manager. And he said, oh, I love these, but I can't make that decision. I'm going, oh, great. But he says, the district manager's upstairs. Can we go see him? I said, well, absolutely. So we, you know, moseyed on upstairs. I showed them to him and he loved them. And then he says, yeah, we want to do this for all 10 stores. And I said, ooh, I said, that's a big sale. <laughs> I said, uh, you know, at that time, that was considerably large for me. And I told him, I said, look, I said, I've got a bit of a situation here. I, I really want to do yours. I said, and if you can call any of my other Sam's clubs that I've got. As a matter of fact, I popped out my binder and I, I had these business card holders. And I said, pick a Sam's and any one of them and, and call them and see how I did good. I'll take care of them. It's not a problem. I said, but I, this is a big sale. Would it be possible for me to get half the money up front and half upon delivery? And he said, sure. So we went downstairs. And this is this story's in my book, by the way, a lot more extensive than what I'm doing here. But I actually we went downstairs and he's he's flipping out sixteen one hundred dollar bills and some other bills. Only ones I was paying attention at that point was the hundreds. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he did that, and I literally I'm not going to. This is terrible. I shouldn't tell this. Everybody's going to laugh at me probably. But I got back in my car, and once again I'm like, thank you, God, what a country. I drove from Orlando to Daytona Beach. Which there, I don't know if you've been to Daytona Beach, John, but you, can, you, you drive your car out on the beach. So I drove out on the beach. I hopped in the back seat of my little old Honda Accord, and I changed into some tw- swimming trunks, and I ran out into the ocean just screaming. And I, I was done for the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was just uh, – because it had, it had beat me down so bad. And that was the closest and the last time I had ever thought about quitting was that day. Wow. Thank God. What a country, Dave. I love That's that right. theme that you have, my <laughs> friends. And just the Thanks. visual you know, of you running, screaming, a grown man who is just embracing life, you know, as we all should be, by the way, you know, we should never, you know, not be able to run into an ocean of warm water screaming. I mean, that's, you know, life at its greatest. And man, it was like you were that person that was three feet away from gold. You know, you were in that Sam's parking lot. You probably consider not going in and, you know, maybe just going back to your Motel 6 and, you know, getting, you know, some movies and just kind of closing it down for the day and just being depressed about being depressed. And you went in there, you <laughs> chopped those last three feet, you hit the gold, and you've never looked back since. So Fire Nation, you just never, never, never know when is going to be that gold strike for you. So again, in this theme that's been coming up all day, Dave, never, ever, ever quit. So Dave, I want to bring things to present times. I want to talk about you today because you have a lot of really exciting things going on. I mean, you're able to focus on the business now. And by the business, I mean your people, your employees, and everything about that. So what is the one thing that has you most fired up today? Being uh, the total solution for for our clients across the country and Canada. And by that, I mean, when I started the company, we pretty much were just doing plaques and everything. But then I, there's so much more to it than that. And I wanted to determine 
why managers were failing. And most people don't realize this, and this is from a World at Work survey, actually several of them through I think over four or five years. And they found that for every 100 employees, employees in your company, less than or about six or seven of those people ever become manager. And of those six or seven people, less than one, John, ever gets promoted again. And within five years, those other six are all out of the company. Wow. They're gone. So that's a massive failure rate. And that was the biggest problem that I saw, especially in retail, you know, restaurants. They're tough. You know, there's a lot of massive turnover. So that was a big, big challenge for us. And I wanted to be the total solution. Instead of just providing them employee recognition plaque programs, which we do and we have done for 25 years, but I wanted to find out what the problem was. So we wanted to get involved in employee engagement surveys. So now what we've got basically is we have 10 question questionnaire, if you will, survey for managers. It's called the Pulse. And they say how great they are, or, you know, how they think they are. And then we give the, uh, the employees a 35-question survey, and they actually tell what they feel like the manager is strong and weak in, strengths and weaknesses. So then we, we talk to the managers, typically a 25 or so percent difference. Uh, between where the managers always think they're awesome, (laughs) go figure, but the employees, (laughs) they bring them back to reality. Right. So what we're doing now is we actually have 10 plus, it's closer to 12, uh, employment psychologists who are actually developing modules for us. So when we test our managers and we find out how they are really weak in certain areas, we've got modules for their weaknesses so that, John, I could be talking to you as a manager of a business, and I could say, John, according to your employees, you're weak in, in this module uh, two, seven, and eight. And then here's access to those modules so that you can figure out how to better serve your, your employees oh, wow. so they better serve your clients. So that's really, we want to be the whole package. And uh, the em- employee engagement surveys are an awesome way to do that. And that, that, once again, they're done by employment psychologists, so it's not just some random junk we threw together. So Dave, what I love that you've done with your business is that you have just continued to evolve. You know, you now evolve from that person that was going door to door, was offering your great products, your great services, and you've gone to the next level and you've taken to the next level again. And now you're saying, you know, how can I give back to other managers around the world so they can, you know, see and learn from what I've done? And that's exactly the goal of Entrepreneur on Fire is to be able to share the journeys and the experiences and the life lessons of people like yourself, Dave, who have been there and done that to help Fire Nation in their journey. So, you know, thank you on behalf of Fire Nation for just, you know, coming on today and sharing that journey. And we are not letting you go yet because we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. 
When you're planning your future, you do financial planning, you get insurance, but to get real peace of mind, you got to make sure your family and finances are legally protected. So where do you turn for legal help you can trust? LegalZoom.com. For over 13 years, they've been helping Americans get personalized wills, powers of attorney, and living trusts. LegalZoom also helps file LLCs, S-corporations, and more to protect you against personal liability. The company was started by some of the best legal minds in the country, and they make it painless for you to get the legal protection that you need. Have questions? You can always reach out to someone at LegalZoom, and they'll talk you through the process. You can get legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services at your direction, but they're not a law firm. For special savings, be sure to enter FIRE at the referral box at checkout. Go to LegalZoom.com slash FIRE today to protect your business and control your family's future. Dave, welcome to the Lightning Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Being comfortable, John. I think that's what most people are, you know, they're, they're not so much frustration that they want to change. You know, I was a top 10% manager, uh, within the company that I was in when I, when I got, you know, got canned over breaking a policy, which I shouldn't have done, but that's, I'm basically unemployable. Like most entrepreneurs, by the way, we don't like stupid rules that don't make sense. (laughs) They later changed it, you know, after canning me and some other people for the same thing, which was kind of dumb, but, and, and they of course paid the price for that, but desperation more than inspiration is what I had to start my company. And I think when people are comfortable, John, they don't want to move. The, you know, it's, it's comfortable. I think Zig Ziglar talked about you put a frog in the pot and you gradually turn up the water, the heat, I mean, and you, they, 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 don't, they get cooked. You know, they don't realize it's getting that hot. You know, it's not that bad that they're going to jump out. So that's the way most people are, I believe, when they are comfortable in there. If it's a corporate position or whatever, there's no real motivation for them to go out. You know, I went on to become a top 10% manager in three separate unrelated industries. And that is just further proof of the things that I, I've, I've learned and the things that I've written about in my book is that I've done it three different times. And it's, these things are just interchangeable regardless of the company. That's powerful. And that message itself, you know, that sometimes it does take desperation, Fire Nation, and that's okay. We're human beings. When our backs are against a wall, that's when we kick it into that next gear that we have to. So don't be afraid about pushing the envelope. Don't be afraid about taking a leap into something that's unknown or uncomfortable. We're humans. Like we are survival of the fittest. Like we are going to adapt, adjust, and just crank that pedal down to the metal. And Dave, what is the best advice you've ever received? Build a business on something that is consumable. You never will ever. In other words, your product needs is going to run out and they're going to need it again. You never ever want to have a business where it's a one-time hit because all you're ever going to do as you build your business is you're going to get a customer and you lose a customer. You get a customer and you lose a customer and you will never build a business replacing those you lost. You'll only build a business if you continue to add to the ones you have. You consume an episode of Entrepreneur on Fire, you got to consume the next one the next day. That's just how it goes, Dave. (laughs) That's right. That's right, buddy. That's exactly. I love it. That's great advice. That is so practical, Fire Nation. Really just take a second and absorb what Dave means by that. And Dave, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. The strongest by far is I read three hours every day on something that helps me be better as a person, as a manager, 
you know, I have a, a phrase, basically a quote, if you will, that I say to my employees, always be learning. And that has to be the mindset, especially of leaders, especially of people starting out, you know, their own company as entrepreneurs. You have to lead from the front. If you don't lead by example, you're going to fail because your other people are just going to – it's like a boat without a rudder. You know, the leader has to set the tone. I read all the time, at least three hours a day. And by the way, that's not including emails. You know, I've got a lot of emails, John. I know you do too, but I, I read books. I read things that – research papers, various things like that that help me be better. And I just give you an example – Kaizen, are you familiar with Kaizen, the Japanese yes. term continuous improvement? Excellent. Lean manufacturing is another term too. Well, years ago, I was sitting at my desk, and one of the businesses in our office park went out of business. And I happened to get their mail, one magazine, which is a technical magazine. And old Dave here is not a technical guy. <laughs> so I saw that, and I'm going, wow, that's interesting. So I thought I'd look through it. And they had an article in there by Kaizen, which I had never heard of it. And real quick for Fire Nation, just give a little explanation about that. Kaizen is the Japanese term for continuous improvement, and that means you're constantly, you know, one-upping what you've done in the past. It's finding ways to be more uh, efficient at what you do than what you were before. Perfect. You know, one of the terms they use is JIT, just in time. You don't want to batch, which they put a ton of inventory, and then the customer says, well, I'm not interested in that anymore, and you wasted all those man hours and all those parts and labor, all that kind of thing. So I sat there and I read the article and I contacted the author, which by the way, most people wouldn't do, so they wouldn't have got this far. And I said, tell me more about this Kaizen. So he said, well, there's actually a guy named Bob Hall and he lives out west and he gave me his name and number. I contacted him and he came and did what they call a Kaizen Blitz, which they come into the business, they spend about a week there and uh, they go over your processes, your manufacturing or whatever, and they did that. Well, I thought, you know what, because I'm interested in this now, I bought three books and a DVD or actually it was VHS back then. And I watched that and I read the three books before he got there. And I had, I had written out the new production process. And when he hit the door, he goes, wow, you've done my work for me. Because I wanted <laughs> to know what the heck he was talking about when he got there. Because I didn't know that much about it. So I, like I said, I read three books and I watched something that helped me know. So I had what they call spaghetti drawing. When he hit the door, I was ready. So he did his process with us. I mean, we are, we are 14 times more efficient than we were 10 years ago, John. Wow. That's, that's massive. And by being more efficient with your exact same people, I'm able to pay my people a far better wage than the industry standard by far and the national average even by far as well on that. No, that's powerful stuff. And I mean, you look back at Henry Ford, he was able to pay his employees $5 a day, which back then was an incredible wage because he was so efficient. He was so focused. And Dave, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Of course, podcasts like yours, they're, you know, expensive. So why would you know? No butt kissing needed here. It's the truth. You know, you just want to be able to, to <laughs> constantly learn. That's what I just said. Constantly be learning. Yep. You know, you don't have a better source than these podcasts like that. As far as another internet resource that I use, I'll, I use summary.com, S-U-M-M-A-R-Y.com. And those are book summaries and interviews. Massive, massive valuable time saver. Just like listening to, you know, podcasts like yours while I drive back and forth to work. You think about it. If you go a half hour to work and back every day, that's an hour. Man, that's, that's five hours a week. That's like going to college. <laughs> so, I mean, imagine how many books you can read 
or how many you can listen to expert podcasts like you're doing right here with, you know, in, in Entrepreneurial Fire. I mean, that's, that is, it's so inexpensive today. You don't have to pack up, you know, and go to a university somewhere. Any, anybody worth their salt, anybody out there that's an entrepreneur will tell you, you learn far more after you get out of school than you did in school. Because you've suddenly, you're interested in the topic that is your business. So you focus. And I remember reading years ago, the person needs to spend roughly 10,000 hours to become a master at anything. Right. So spend your time. Learn all the time. Wow. Love that. And speaking of learning, Dave, you obviously have a plethora of books that you could share, but I am going to keep you to one. Share one book for our listeners. Excellent. I have a, just so you know, I have a library that's probably valued between three and four hundred thousand dollars conservatively. Wow. But, but one book that my father, my father was a Baptist pastor and he died last year. But the book that my dad gave me when I was 14 years old was Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Because, John, communication has to be at the forefront of everything we do, whether it be written or spoken. Communication is how we do sales. And you know as well as I do, nothing happens until somebody sells something. That's (laughs) communication. That's persuasion. So Fire Nation, I know that you love audio just like Dave loves audio, just like I love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Dave, let's end this interview literally on fire with you just sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. You can find me at uh, top10manager.com. And also, of course, my book is on Amazon. They are actually, uh, they haven't posted the picture of the book yet, but the link is active. Amazon.com, of course. And the book is Built to Lead by David Long. And uh, you can buy that there. And you can also reach me at David Long at top10manager.com. And that one parting piece of guidance. You will never be any better than your people are. So if you build your team and you work on them and you make them and you polish them and you shine them up and you make them the best possible people they can handle to be to handle your clients and your customers, they will make you successful. Remember, they are your first line in your army. And they are the ones who meet, if you will, sorry, I don't want to say meet the enemy, but they're the (laughs) ones who meet the people that are actually controlling your destiny. They're the ones who are doing the sales. They're the ones who are doing the customer service. If your people, all of them, are not happy, you will not be happy. Your customers and clients will not be happy. Work on your people. As I said before, you know, build yourself, always be learning, build your team, and then together you will be built to lead. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Dave and myself today, so keep up the heat, and go to eofire.com, type Dave in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up with all of his contact information, his book, you name it, and Dave, Fire Nation salutes you for igniting the airwaves today, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. I appreciate the time.
Webinars are an incredible way to sell your product, grow your email list, and build an audience. Kate and I reveal our simple eight-step process on our free webinar workshop. Claim your spot today by texting WEBINAR to 38470. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.